Does everything have a bright side to it? Of course. It doesn't always outweigh the negatives, but everything has a bright side to it. This makes happiness a choice. And here we say that the discipline of being happy is the ultimate discipline. With that said, welcome to the Ultimate Discipline Podcast, where we meet with people who are practitioners of this exact discipline, and we hear their cool stories of cultivating happiness through challenges in their life. I am your host, Sean Greenspan. Let's get to it. What's up, dude? Great to be here. As you've alluded to, as like we've kind of discussed, I think whenever we get together, it's it's really easy to talk about you know, what's going on in our lives, like things that we strive for, like goals that we want to achieve. And I can say that it's the same for me, right? And I think it's, we, I I admire you, right? And that's easy for me to say, because it's true, right? There's a lot of things that we both do that play off of each other. Um, And I think it's really just about the energy that I think we both bring and, you know, seeing you set goals and achieve them. It's not even like a competitive thing. It's like a, you know, it's something that, you know, you just want to do and you want to fill, which I've heard you talk about in this podcast a lot, right? you want to introduce those people into your life. You want to have that kind of positivity around you because it just manifests itself, right? It makes it easier to get to those different things that you want to achieve and not necessarily like achieve in terms of, you know, achieve or didn't achieve, but just to have that presence in your life um, that'll, that impacts you in a lot of different ways. I mean, the big thing right now is actually like work has become a really, not necessarily demanding part of my life, but something that I'm really, Uh, focused on. And I think for a lot of good reason, Um, without like getting too much into detail of it, you know, I'm working for this small software development company um, that has this mission of, you know, making safety non-negotiable, right? So you hear about all these things where, you know, uh, automatic car crashes, right, due to some software error, or, you know, a satellite launch blows up because of the tiniest error. And that's really what like my company is focused on is, you know, taking away the unpredictability of interactions in complex systems and making it so that engineers are not focused on, you know, worrying about the tiniest little mistake and killing themselves to try and find it, but instead allowing them to focus on really engineering and innovating. Um, And since I've joined this company, that mission has really stuck with me, Um, you know, feeling like we are making it better and easier to make complex systems that are safe and that people feel comfortable um, being in. So that's been kind of like at the forefront from a work perspective, Um, as you kind of alluded to with balance, right? I'm always trying to, you know, make sure that that's not the first thing on my mind, right? You know, I want to make sure that I'm getting out there, I'm hiking, I'm, you know, going for runs, you know, making it easy for for myself to get in the flow state, but then also, you know, keeping hobbies around, you know, always challenging myself with new things, whether that be something new that I'm doing right now, which is refurnishing furniture right? Refinishing old furniture with paint to, you know, not just be more sustainable to reuse it, uh, but also to learn new skills that I can take with me as I look towards, you know, being a homeowner, being somebody that, you know, owns rental properties, things like that. It's just, you know, all good experience that, that I want to introduce into my life. Um, so that, yeah, that's kind of like, what's the latest that's going on early on in my career. You know, I probably had the job that I would have imagined myself wanting in terms of being a product manager at a big tech company um, when I worked for Dish Network. But how that manifested itself really wasn't ideal for me and led to a really bad work-life balance. But also on top of that, right, you hit on mission, right? And I didn't feel good about not necessarily working on things that were, you know, 
cable satellite TV, right? Even though I'm working on cool products, cool technology, and being an owner of things that went out to millions of people uh, when I was in that role, I didn't feel good about where that work was going. And I think you hit on something. Re- well, yeah, it was it was flashy in a sense, but like, yeah, I was the Alexa guy, right? Like the first uh, the first uh, TV product that allowed you to say, Alexa, change my channel to ESPN, right? And it would do it for you. But like you hit on something interesting, which is like something that I you made me think of, right? We always say like, love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life, right? That is one aspect of it. But in another sense, I see it a different way. It's learn why, love why you do something, right? That's a big difference here. Like for example, my current job, my day-to-day is not like the most glamorous thing. Like I'm not playing sports all day, which I would love to do, or like, you know, doing anything like that. And it's not the day-to-day work, but it's why I'm doing it, right? To make things safer for people. And that really, you know, makes it so that it doesn't feel like I'm, you know, working all these hours for nothing. It feels like there's an end goal. Same with like your description, right? You know, if your day-to-day is, and I'm not sure exactly what it is, but like you could you could market what you do in a very not attractive way, right? Like, oh, I'm like looking at how to more effectively advertise people. But at the same time, it's why you're doing it, right? You want to promote this health and wellness to make people's lives ultimately better and work better for them. Um, so it's a little bit of a reframing that I've done with like, you know, love why you do something really helps. Loving what you do is also great. There's so much to unpack there, right? Like, because, right, like I alluded to, playing sports all day, that is what I would love to do, right? But there's also this sense of like purpose, right? That we're all always searching for. And I don't think anybody ever, you know, it. a lot of people do find what they're meant to do. And and the way I see it for myself is like, it's it's constant reframing of, you know, what my purpose is. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to ever say that there's like a definite answer that like, in this case, even though I, that mission of safety really resonates with me, you know, do I know if, you know, what I want to do for the rest of my life is focused in this space, you know, probably not. You know, I, I think it's all about setting goals, achieving them, and then looking for new opportunities and ways to reinvent yourself. Like what you just talked about, for example, like running a hundred miler, that is an incredible goal, right? And maybe the purpose of that is just to achieve the goal itself and to live that journey of getting there, right? And once you achieve that, I know who you are, right? I don't think that's going to be the end of your journey, right? There's all these things that you pick up along the way and are going to show you towards that next step. Just like with safety here, right? Like I want to help this company be able to achieve its mission and get to a place where, you know, they're really getting out there and they're being adopted and used so that other companies are able to push this message forward. But I don't think that's the ultimate thing that I want to achieve, right? There's going to be new challenges. There's going to be, you know, new new things that I want to pursue in my life that maybe start to align more with that loving what I do. Um, so it's just hard to say. I mean, I, you know, I know um, my Adrian, you know, Adrian, my fiance, her stepdad, right? Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, yes. Um, so her stepdad, George, perfect example of this. And I've had a lot of conversations with him. He's an older guy, uh, like 80 years old. He's lived a lot of life. For most of his life, he has been a, a famous cardiologist in Michigan. So, you know, renowned guy for going to about heart problems. Now, later in his life, he's a painter and artist, writes poetry, right? His works are in museums, like in the Guggenheims, things like that. And like, you can think of that as such a contrast 
Um, you know, and how does somebody go from, you know, being a cardiologist and being this like expert in this one field to something totally different, which is artistic, creative, right? It's two different sides of the brain. But I think it, it, it kind of represents something that I strive for, which is, you know, I can't say that, oh, I'm just interested in technology or, oh, I'm just interested in health and fitness. I think, you know, the mind and people naturally just want to experience things. And I think that's really, I mean, like, kind of what I was getting at is just, you know, for some people and a lot of people, hopefully, you know, they feel comfortable with the purpose that they find for themselves. Um, but, you know, what I learned from George, right, who I was talking about just now, is that, you know, in a long life, that purpose can change. And, you know, me for myself, I haven't experienced everything, right? And so part of it is not settling on, oh, I really like this, and I want to do this forever. For me, it's it's like, I need to experience things to know, you know, what that purpose is, I need to try new things to be consistently evaluating, like, is this, you know, is this what I'm meant to do? Um, and I think ultimately, that's like, what life is about, right, is experience and experiencing new things and experiencing, not just like the beauty of life, but like, you know, there's a lot of hard things and, and all of that shapes the person that, that you become ultimately. Yeah, man, things, things do shift. Isn't it crazy? Like there's some things that I do now and focus on that I don't even think five, 10 years ago, I'd yeah. ever be interested yeah. in. Um, and uh, I, I think that's a beautiful example that you kind of shared, right? Of how someone went from a doctor to a, a painter. I think it's something like a good perspective for us to keep in mind. Like it's never too late. I mean, you hear people at 70 years old that start businesses or start mm -hmm. new hobbies and, mm -hmm. you know, it's awesome. Um, yet it's like, it kind of goes back to how we kicked it off when I said, like, I admire you for balance. Um, mm -hmm. Balance is something that, you know, I'm, I'm always struggling with, mm -hmm. right? You know, I believe, like, he, here, here's something I struggle with every single day. You should just live the life you want now, right? Mm -hmm. not, not tomorrow, right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and <clears throat> thing, and if you, if you work hard, you have a good mission, good person, things kind of fall in place. And it's funny because like, it's really hard to embody that, right? Like, uh, I'm out here in Levensworth, Washington for just five days, John Luca, mm -hmm. the enchantment mountains are four minutes away. Mm -hmm. It is a crazy, beautiful mountain range. That's really hard to get an overnight permit. So like if you're in the area, it's like, and you can do day hikes at sick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have, <clears throat> I have a lot of things that I'm trying to do creatively and then a business, you know, and mm -hmm. eat and stuff. And like, and eat. I'm trying to, yeah, eat, eat, take, <laughs> eating, it takes up half my day. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, you know, it's like, I like, I'm just trying to tell myself, Hey, you need to go take that six hour hike in mm -hmm. the enchantments. Like, mm -hmm. and, and then whatever just happens outside of that, if you will, like, you know, everything just has to fall in line mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it just, it just has to. Um, but it's hard in, in real time. We're going to get off this call and I, me and Emma blocked out. It was really three hours to go do this mm -hmm. hike. Right. When I get off this call, I'm going to have a stack of emails I'm going to have, you know, new text messages and slacks mm -hmm. and I'm going to have, I do have some afternoon calls for after evening calls that I'd want to like prepare for, you know, so it, it's mm -hmm. difficult um, because, you know, things will suffer a little bit. Right. And mm -hmm. like, how do you, 
how do you balance that, John Luca? Like, well, uh, it, what's the value of me hiking the enchantment for three hours versus the opportunity cost at work? Like, yeah. there's no way you'll ever <laughs> be able to have like a formula. Yeah. At some point, you know, you just got to go with the intuition, go with the gut. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, really, really interesting. Um, let's go way back to the beginning. You painting furniture. Yeah. Um, how cool is painting? I got into painting a little bit too. Dude, it's, it's crazy. And it's also like, man, like there's an art to everything, you know, like as we were talking about balance and everything and, you know, you, you, you try something, right. And when I try something, I want to be good at it, but obviously it's like, it takes time to get there. Um, painting has been really cool. Um, redoing furniture, but it's not as simple as just, <laughs> you know, layering on that paint, right. You got to sand down the old piece of furniture so that it can adhere to it, right? You got to get rid of, you know, maybe like deep nicks and scratches so that when you redo it, right, it's got an even finish. Uh, you got to prime it, then you got to paint. And then after one coat, you got to wait to do the next coat, right? If you want to do it all right. And then ultimately, when you do it, you got to have that, you know, nice, nice touch, nice control to make sure that there's no drippage uh, that stays around. So it's like. It, it's cool. And it's like, again, it's like a new skill and it plays into what you were just talking about, about balance. Like, how do we decide, right? Like when I was sanding down this furniture, I had to do a bunch of different layers to it. Um, and there's a lot of other things I want to do, right? Like I've got my app development that we haven't touched on that I want to work on, right? I want to go for a run. Like that's a non-negotiable for me or work out, you know, once a day. Um, and so then when I'm sitting there and I'm like, I need to sand this thing, it's going to take three hours. Like, you know, how do you find the time to prioritize that and, you know, make sure that you get your work done, right? Because we work full-time jobs. Um, and like, I found that that's an ongoing battle, right? And it's just prioritizing every day. And like you said, kind of, it just happens, you know, like, uh, it's kind of like finding 10 minutes to meditate every day, right? Like that time, 10 minutes should not be a deal breaker for the rest of the things you want to do in a day, but it can feel so challenging in the moment when you know you've got this list of things that you need to do dude right crazy it's right? great I, yeah and so i try to approach it in that way and it may not be 10 minutes right you can think about it in terms of an hour right with this sanding thing right so you know i will just know i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna fill in everything else around it and maybe instead of you know for me it's hard when i start something i really want to finish it so it's been a continual practice of saying hey take it day by day so what I did was instead of, you know, spending the four hours that would have been required to sand it at each level, working from a low grit to a high grit so that it's ready, I just broke it up into days. And that's been hard for me, right? It's a challenge because when I do something, I want to just finish it that day. But instead I say, hey, you want to do all these other things, you know, you need to figure out a way to make this work for you, make this time work for you um, so that I can get to all that other stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I want to hear some of your techniques around around this because mm -hmm. um, saying go with your intuition is isn't I don't think it's the full story for me yeah, or for yeah. you. I also don't mm -hmm. think it's helpful for others mm -hmm. um, because a, I'll just talk about I have like I, I wish my I had a more organized formula for this, mm -hmm. but I don't. So I'll tell you th this is kind of what I do. Um, First, starting at like this super high level, I think it's really important to have priorities and values and not like I have them. We all have them. Have them super clear, written in a journal somewhere, communicated to someone. Like 
and and honestly force ranked i know mm. that sounds like a bummer because mm. like how are you going to force rank your health versus your relationships but uh you got to and mm. it's the same thing with work like when i was a project manager cool um do we want cost out or performance because at some point they're going to contradict and we need mm. to make be able to make a decision yeah. Um, so that's one thing, you know, I think maybe three or four times a year, um, I sit down with the whiteboard and kind of write like my mission in life, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's almost never perfect. It's always mm-hmm. changing, but just what I'm feeling in that moment, some key things to get there, ways mm-hmm. I'm going to get there, maybe some daily tasks that I need to do. I do that. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes I do that, uh, super, super like intentional. Sometimes it just kind of comes about when I feel like grabbing a journal. Um, but I would say more like daily. I, uh, I do make sure that I have a schedule every day and a lot of it, it's a combo of my phone and in my head. Like today I knew my meeting start at 7am and I believe no matter what you start your day with your priorities. So like I woke up today at five, my number one priority is take care of my mental health. So I did my my Wim Hof breathing, which is, Mm -hmm. it's physical, but it's also, um, you know, definitely a meditation mental. Um, and then I got my, and I got my workout in, then I took my cold shower journal just for a little bit, wish I had a little more time, but I was pushing up on that meeting. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think eating is critical to recovery for how much I'm training right now. So made a big healthy breakfast and sat down those things like, are non-negotiable, right? Mm-hmm. And when they become non-negotiable, five five was when I woke up. At 8.30 last night, I had work to do. And I looked at the mm-hmm. clock, I said, if I'm not asleep by nine, I will not get eight hours. And the mm-hmm. alarm goes off at five. You mm-hmm. don't fuck with you don't fuck with that. Yeah. Because otherwise you say, cool, I'll just stay up, dick around till 10, mm-hmm. push the alarm till six. And now I'm either not doing Wim Hof, which is my number one priority, yeah. or I'm not exercising, which is my number two priority, yeah. because I wanted to slowly send emails, which really didn't have to be sent right then. You know, mm-hmm. it's like... 100%. Um, you know, and then I try to stick to a calendar. Um, pretty... I try to, like, fill things in. Um, but uh, I, I would say I'm more, like... And this is this is hard to take awareness. I try my hardest to just be... Uh, like really intentional with your time. Like I can tell Gianluca, you know, 24 hours of the day you're being productive, but like productive might be, you know, taking a walk with Adrian. Productive doesn't mean like down making a new app. (laughs) Yeah. It's important to reframe like what we mean by productive. Right. Because I think especially in today's day and age, right. Where you can see all of these things in a, in a second about what this person's doing, what that person's doing. Right. It's hard to not let that, you know, cloud your mind, right? You, you know, we always want to be like you did, quote unquote, productive, but we need to reframe what we mean by that. And I think as you kind of talked about, it's it's about like your personal goals. And that doesn't need to be work related. That doesn't need to be health related. That doesn't need to be related to anything but what you see as valuable to you. And that could be, like you said, yeah. taking a walk with somebody you care about, right? And that's for relaxation. That should be on the list. Right? Exactly. And, and you know, you can make an argument, oh, taking a walk is fitness, right? Like all this stuff. But ultimately, like what it comes down to is like a feeling that you get out of it. And it should be a good feeling, right? You shouldn't have to 
be going for a walk because, oh, like I have to go for this walk, right? Like, you know, to hit a step count or something just for the sake of it, right? Uh, so, you know, I think, I think there's a lot that goes into that word of productive. And I think it's, you know, it's kind of a dangerous word, right, in today's world, because everybody wants to feel like, you know, they're doing something that is adding value all the time without thinking of like, what is, you know, the value that that is being added when I do something like that. Um, even if it's not something tangible, like, you know, I, you know, made this amount of extra money, you know, with a you know passive stream of income, or, you know, I, I delivered these extra things with work, it can be more nuanced than that. It really comes down to like, you know, your own values and, and what you prioritize. But I think you touched on something, you know, really important, which is this idea of like, you know, starting with your priorities in mind, right? In your case, you're getting them out of the way. And I could imagine, and it's not even getting them out of the way, because in a lot of sense, you know, I think you get to do that, right? It's a privilege to be able to focus on these things. Um, that is the bingo, because that, sorry to interrupt you, that no. creates long-term momentum. Absolutely. You will never, ever be able to just battle against yourself for that long. And not to mention the short-term benefit that it provides to the rest of your day, right? Like, I know for me, like, when I go for a run and finish my workout, like, it's not even just that I wanted to do that. The rest of the day, like, we talk about flow state, my mind is, like, primed, right? Because now I, like, you know, you've got those endorphins, you've got those good feelings. So for me, it's non-negotiable because let's say instead of doing that, taking that hour out of my day to exercise, I don't do that. And I'm like, I'm going to focus on work instead. I could be almost guarantee you that I'll be less productive because I didn't go and, you know, go for that run and just like tire myself out and get that boost. Right. If I do I think that, there's tons of studies yeah, on that. <laughs> exactly. Like we don't even need to like, you know, talk about that in detail, but I know that if I do that, right. The rest of my day is going to be more productive than if I had that extra hour to just like, you know, crank out, you know, something I needed to do for work. Um, and so I challenge people to like, really, you know, they, we talk about low hanging fruit, right? These small tasks, right? And you build up a lot of momentum, like you said, if you can knock these out. And if these small tasks are a high priority, man, it just gives you that it just it's so much extra motivation, right? Like a, a, yeah. a, a high priority small task that needs to that needs to happen. Because then you know, you're just, you're just feeling good it's about got it. You. Yeah. And so like, John, look at you. Just, yeah. I love how matter of fact you are sometimes like it's gotta happen. And, right? and you're, you know, I'm all on board with that. It, it, it does. Um, it, and it's like, it, it yeah. can be really hard to make that happen. Right. Like we just talked about with meditation, right? We can sit here and logically think this is a, you know, I hear all these studies. It's going to make me clear headed, all this stuff, but 10 minutes, man, especially if you've never done meditation before, 10 minutes being quiet, not saying anything, you know, and just like, you know, taking that time to be present, that can be really hard, right? Especially when you could be sending emails or exactly. joining meetings. Or... Exactly. But it's like, it also, to me, it comes down to a challenge, right? It's kind of funny. Like when I first got introduced to it, I was thinking like, man, I, I'm not capable of just sitting down for 10 minutes. You know, it was like a challenge to myself. And I was like, no, I need to prove to myself that I can do this. Right. And over time, it becomes easier and I feel better about it. And I can live with the fact that those 10 minutes weren't spent, you know, answering emails or something like that. Yeah, dude. And I think that's I think it's a really good challenge. Um, mm -hmm. I, and I think that's a stepping stone. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, what I mean by that is to continuously look at mindfulness practice as a competitive challenge is probably not 
the end goal. Exactly. Yeah. But if that's what it's going to take for you to build and cultivate a habit, let's do it. You know, we talked about this in the beginning, John Luca. We talked about, um, you know, like the end goal is probably not to not like what we do, but like why we do it. Right. No, that's probably yeah. not the end goal. But, you know, it's pretty awesome mm-hmm. that you and me are able to like why we do what and, you know, what we do. OK, we don't love it, but, you know, we're kind of like working with a a schedule that has some flexibility inside yeah. a little bit on our terms. It's not like we're fucking, you know, digging holes, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, and, and that that is it's really important to have both perspectives Mm -hmm. at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. Like I want to get better and I want more for myself. And in this moment, I'm grateful, right? I'm grateful for what I have. And dude, that's so, so I want to, this is all kind of tying together because you were talking about the perspective around uh, these different tasks, right? That uh, we do in our lives. And that is the theme of the entire podcast, Gianluca. Mm-hmm. Last night, I had a long day. I drove 30 hours this weekend, 10 hours each day after flying in from Europe. So I'm on a fucked up time schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, 10 hours, I got a workout in all three days. Big mm-hmm. workouts too, on the road, like literally parking in the middle of nowhere running. Like, you know, making sure like that shit gets in there. Um then yesterday I had a huge work day and at 9 p.m. right before I went to bed, I said, I got to stretch. I've been, I've just been running too much not to stretch. And I laid down and I first I said, I got to stretch. And then I started stretching and I took some deep breaths mm-hmm. and I was like, like st- stretching feels amazing. Stretching feels so like, yeah. dude, I'm about to start stretching right now. Stretching mm-hmm. feels so good. And now let me be clear. It's also, it takes a little bit of energy, right? Um, there's, there's sensations, right? I don't always like to call it pain. I'm trying to rephrase that word for myself as mm-hmm. sensations because pain is just information, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that pain really feels good to me. It feels like a liberation of mm-hmm. blood flow and energy. Um, and and I, I thought to myself, I was like, I literally love stretching. Yeah. Now it takes energy and time. There, mm-hmm. That's just a fact, but so does everything. Um, and then same thing with the cold showers. Do you, um, do you take cold showers? Yeah, it's, I started doing it recently. Yeah. Dude, uh, tell me you don't come morning. out of that alive. Oh no, I do. I don't shower in the morning. I usually like. I'll usually like work out like towards the end of my morning when my meetings end, and then I'll take a nice cold shower. Oh, it, it, it feels great. Um, but it, again, it's like hard to do, but in my mind, I know when I'm done, right, this is going to feel amazing. Uh, and so it's kind of, it, yeah, it, it, exactly. Like you get to that point, but it's like, kind of like what you talked about. Like sometimes, you know, we tend to forget about things that, you know, we've done before, we've done many times before, but the day, like you've talked about can get long, things come up and, and it's hard, right? Sometimes it's really hard to have that perspective, like you talked about, to remember that perspective um, when you're not in that ideal state, right? When you're not like, oh, my day's gone according to plan. Now it's time for stretching. I can't wait to stretch. 
like when you get when you get through a tough day, you know, you've had tons of meetings, maybe client calls go on super long. And like, you know, the last thing you want to do is like do something that's quote unquote productive, right? Or something else that like, you know, you just had on your list that you're supposed to do, right? It can be really hard to do that. But it's important, like you talked about, to keep these perspectives in mind. And ultimately, um, you know, it's it's not something that you have to do every day, right? Like consistency is key, but you know, you have to be you have to be reminded, right? You have to remind yourself of why why you're doing things ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yes. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think you just like you did such a good job describing that because it shows right two things. One, that it's not easy, right? Like It's easy to sit here and preach, oh, you know, you should frame your perspective and be happy about things, right? That's not a productive way to think about it, right? But you, because by showing that it's a challenge, right? It's a challenge for everybody. And you also talked about, you know, kind of how you deal with that, which is how do I describe this, right? Am I just, oh, we have to go out and, you know, go get food and then we have to cook it. Or like you described it, the setting, right? We're going to this beautiful setting where we're going to get to pick like fresh, you know, foods that we can cook, that we have the privilege and time to cook, right? It's, it sounds like, you know, such a like cliche thing, you know, or like corny, but it's really not like there's some power in thinking about things that way and acknowledging that it's, it's hard to do that, right? Like we do have those thoughts, right? You have to intentionally, as you've described, you have to reframe how you're thinking about it and those feelings will follow like you see that scientifically and you see that from an anecdotal perspective because you actually feel that um and it may not start that way but ultimately you know after reframing that perspective and going through that 
you know, you can, you will appreciate it a lot more when you actually go through and do it, um, which is pretty amazing. And there's lots of books written on the subject, right? Like how to change your mind is one that comes, you know, you know, as an example, but there's tons that talk about this. And I think it's a really powerful thing you talk about in the podcast, which is intentionally reframing that perspective and acknowledging while we're talking about it, that it's not easy to do, right? I struggle with it a lot. Um, and I'm sure other people do, but you know, consistency in trying to do that will add up over time and really help. I've heard I've heard you talk about it and we've talked about it, but I haven't read it. I mean, that ties in, that ties into perspective. Absolutely. I mean, like, you know, you could find 
a universe in a blade of grass. I forget who says any, who, who said that, or where that quote comes from, but that always stuck out to me because like, you know, you could look at any situation or just any object, like let's just go really basic, right? In your life. And you could say, oh yeah, like that's a blade of grass. But then you like stop for a second, right? And you become present and you think about what that blade of grass is, right? A collection of cells, right? Something that has literally taken energy right from the sun with water and grown into a, you know, a living thing that is just there. And it's one in, you know, trillions of blades of grass. But like that stuck out to me because it's like what you're talking about, right? When you're really present and you actually like stop to think about anything, right? It's it's a very beautiful, like complex thing. Um, but it can be so easy, like in our day-to-day life. And like, you know, I struggle with this all the time, right? Where like you said, it's we're we're drawn, it's so reactive, right? It's so hard to be present because we've got distractions coming from work. We've got distractions from, oh, I'm not gonna have time to do this thing that I really wanted to do today, but you know, other priorities got in the way. And all of these things play in, especially like we we haven't talked about social media and all that stuff and how that is such a distraction, even if you're not involved with it, right? Because it's things that people talk about, like that is just, it's ever present. Uh, it's It's, you know, trying to like be mindful and be present. It seems like such a challenge because it really can be, you know, in today's world. Um, but the benefits of, you know, stopping and not being a subject to all of these reactionary stimulus um, is a really powerful thing, given how present they are, you know, if you don't consciously, intentionally try to be mindful. Yeah. And, and I don't preach that as if, you know, I'm not perfect at it, right? I think I have a lot of growing to do in that regard. Um, but I can acknowledge, right, that I'm trying to to be better about that. Dude, that's that's a stoic principle that I love. It's that um, you you it's understanding that you are on the journey. You're not at your ideal state. Your ideal state is there, but it's in the future. And right now, you're here. Um, and then there's a difference between under like knowing, understanding, and then having a realization. Um, you probably haven't realized what it's like to be entirely mindful 24 seven, mm-hmm. but you certainly understand it. And I, dude, like, you, I, I'll talk you up for a second before the show. I was like, John Luca, you know, if there's, is there anything you want to promote? Um, you know, I like to, you know, slip that in at the end or the show notes or in post. And he said, I don't know, but I, whatever it is, won't be like promoting something. It'll be promoting an idea, which I love that John Luca. And, um, one of those one of those ideas that like I would like to promote is that people just need to like like trying is all you need to do that that really that's it you don't need to like dude i I sometimes like sit down to meditate and every second I have a thought going through my head every mm-hmm. second like not like there's no like not you know, distracted mindset. And that's okay. I mean, enduring is part of it, right? You know, um, or like, I think running's a good example. I think a lot of people think, because I talk about long distance, like a hundred, I just, I just, running is easy, dude. Running's so tiring. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you just, you, you, you just try. That's all you're doing. Even yeah. if you fail or quit or whatever, try and reflect and learn and, mm-hmm keep going. Yeah, no, I I mean, I think it's absolutely true. 
Um, you know, I feel like I'm throwing out a bunch of quotes that I don't remember the uh, the origin of here. But another one that I do I that all the time when I was talking to my brother. Um, and I no, I don't have a hard stop, by the way. Um, when I was talking to my brother um, is this idea that, you know, one of the, the worst decision you can make is no decision at all. Right. Um, that can be paralyzing. And that, you know, ties back to this discussion that we were having earlier about productivity. Right. What that means. Um, and we can feel so paralyzed with all this stimulus coming in, all these things that are, you know, we want to react to. Even the thought of meditating for 10 minutes can be so intimidating. And, you know, I found this, you know, I've struggled with this myself, is that sometimes it's hard to even make that decision. But what what is happening in the absence of this decision, right, is that time is going by that you could have, you know, tried something new, like you talked about, explored something. And maybe, you know, maybe the time wouldn't be well spent. Maybe you would, you know, end up saying, oh, like, you know, why did I do that? Like, what was the point? But ultimately, like you tried something and you figured out, right, you're better for it. You're better for having tried it. And even if it's just eliminating this from what you need to do, right, maybe you really, you know, you took that art class and it just, you know, it wasn't something that you were that interested in. That's okay. Now, you know, and you tried it, right? You gained that experience. Um, so I think I echo that sentiment that, you, that you've that you made. It's, you know, it's about experience, right? Like nobody knows the meaning of life. You know, if you do, please share it with me. I'd love to know. But I think part of what that meaning is, is finding that right for ourselves. And for me, you know, so far yeah. that has been to just experience things, right? The more you experience, the more you learn, the more you grow, um, and it's and it's fun to talk with people who have also experienced things, right? Sharing stories, um, you know, learning from other people. It's all just one experience. Yeah, man. Thank you for that. It really is about really is about experience. Um, it's it's difficult to prioritize. Fear creeps in, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah fear self-doubt. of not knowing how to do things. Self doubt. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I. Yeah, I'm just I'm just sitting with that, you know, with with you know, like I think experience is really is really key. Um, I'll t- I uh, I second what you're saying about uh, having a lot of quotes where you don't know where they come from. This I know I read in a Tim Ferriss book. I just don't feel like Tim Ferriss came up with this quote, but he said many a false steps were taken standing still. Yeah, um, it's a good one, and it, I think that's important. You know, I, Matt Choi um, was on the the show, and I know you know Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talked about how he got into running. Was like he used to say, like I didn't like running, and then he's like, wait, like you know, if you if you don't run for months, and then you just try to go run for five miles, and you have a shitty experience, of course you don't like running. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, but like. You know, he was like, you know, I'm just going to run. I'm going to sign up for a half marathon, train for six months, run. And after that, and not saying that everyone needs to put six months of effort mm-hmm. towards something. But after that, if you say, I don't like running, cool, yeah. don't run again. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, it like, like, what, like when you chose painting um, furniture, you, you probably either didn't put much thought into it or like, you know, what am I going to do? I can start paying furniture. I can start making furniture. I could start making yeah. jewelry. I yeah. can start whatever. So what are you going to think about it? Just do something. Yeah. Um, and the beauty, 
let's be real. The beauty of you painting furniture is hardly in the fact that you have repainted furniture. No. It's, you know, that's like, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a challenge and a way to learn. Um, yeah, yeah, for man. me, the excitement was like learning that new skill in itself, right? And like, you know, you alluded to like Matt, you know, he, he and I, I don't think we hung out that much, but I, of course, I knew who he was. We both went to the same high school. But I mean, like, talk about it. And I think he talked about it on your podcast, right? Like, it sounded like that was scary for him, right? Like jumping into something new. And like, I've followed his kind of journey on Instagram. I mean, he's, been, he's done really well with it. But I don't think, you know, he set out, right, to you know, have a hundred thousand followers, whatever, these amazing things, right? He got to was just trying something and applying himself to it. And you know, it ended up being great. And like how amazing is that, right? Like that's something that can be intimidating. Like I admire that because like for me, the thought of like posting content of myself on Instagram is scary. Right. But should that stop me if that's something that I want to do, right? Should that stop me from even doing it? And in his case, right, it's a great success story because like he went forward and did it. And like now he's built this really incredible channel, right? Where he's got like community engagement, like he's doing something that you could tell he really cares about. And, you know, that started with, you know, a six mile run or whatever that maybe he didn't like at first, but sticking with it, right? And so when we talked about experience earlier, it's not just like, oh, experience something, you didn't like it at first, you quit, right? It's just have these experiences, explore things that are interesting, Um yeah, reflect and learn about it, you know, try and be present when you are having that experience, which is, as I've talked about already, you know, hard to do, but so worth it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. It makes me think of something Adrian always talks to me about, which is the three types of fun. Do you know the three types of fun? Yeah. So type one fun, right? You're having fun yourself. You're in the moment, you're present and you're enjoying it, right? You're playing a sport, right? You're playing music, doing something that you love to do. You're having fun, right? Type two fun. Type two fun is the type that's not really fun in the moment, right? You know, like you talked about doing a hundred mile run, you know, maybe there are some moments where you are having fun. But, you know, things that are tough that you look back on and you can smile about, right? And you think about it and you're like, that actually was a cool experience, right? I can appreciate that. That's type two fun. And type three fun is seeing other people enjoy things, right? Like you can think about like volunteer work, like doing something that maybe is like tough for you. And, you know, you know, it takes time out of your day, but you're seeing the things that happen to other people as a result of what you're doing being type three fun. And so, like, I think about all these things that we're talking about and like, you know, something, some, why you do something might not even be apparent to you in the moment. Right. And like, you know, you think about type two fun. I think about that a lot. Um, I've lived in Michigan for the past like three years. Right. So my good buddy, Dan there, we work out in his gym every single morning, dude, before work, we would be up 
at 5.30 a.m. to work out in his outdoor, not insulated garage gym in the winters in Michigan. So we're talking like sub 10 degree weather every morning. And we're just having these, we're going for a run before we're working out and it's brutal. The barbell's in your hand and it's freezing. Like, and we're just sitting there. We're like, why are we, why are we even doing this? Like every morning, like we didn't have a specific goal to like, you know, hit a certain weight. Like, obviously we're trying to improve all the time, but now when I think about it and I look back on that time, right, even though in the moment it was so difficult to wake up every day and do that, man, how much do I appreciate that extra time that I just spent with my friend, right? Suffering together, right? Just having that community every day, right? So, you know, just to say that, like, sometimes it might not be apparent why you're doing things, but that doesn't mean that, you know, that there isn't a purpose to it, right? There's always some kind of way that you can reframe this perspective, even around fun, right? Type one versus type two fun, where you look back on something and you're like, wow, you know, I know why I did that. Yeah, <laughs> me too. But like in the morning, dude, I'm waking up at 530. I'm like, fuck, dude, I do not want to go. Yeah, it's dark. You're running. Dude, I I remember like the first day was really icy. And I was like, all right, man, let's like be real focused and not slip. First corner we turned, I ate it, man. And I thought I just like tore my Achilles. It ended up being fine. But it's like, exactly. I know. Yeah, let's stay present. Yeah. Mhm. 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 Yep, same thing. Uh-huh. Mhm. Mm Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Long time ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm -hmm. 
Yes, yes, follow. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One hundred percent. Well, like it's it's all about like lifestyle versus like you know, um, like in the moment, right? Like, I consider myself a very healthy eater, right? I hate the concept of diets, right? Because a diet is something that is inherently going to end, right? Versus a lifestyle choice, which is something that you're committing to doing, right? And even like even that example that you said, right? If you're 80% of the time making good, healthy choices, you don't need to worry about when you want, want to go to Five Guys and get, you know, their fries, a massive burger, like you don't bat an eye at that, right? Because you know, the rest of your life, like you're in, you know, you're making these decisions that in the long term are going to impact you a certain way. And, and life isn't about, you know, cutting out things, right. And depriving yourself of certain things that you enjoy, right. You should be able to have those things. Right. And so I, I kind of live by that, right. Like 80% of the time, maybe even more than that, based on how I feel, I'm going to eat things that make me feel good. But at the same time, I'll still feel good when I'm, you know, going out, right to eat and i want you know a five guys burger or i want to eat like a pint of ice cream it makes it taste better and i don't feel guilty about it right because i know that yeah and and then that example that you're talking about too right like a fried chicken every night you know i would be willing to bet if i did that it wouldn't the pleasure that i got from the taste of the food wouldn't be worth it because in my head i would have these negative thoughts that take away from the full enjoyment I have of eating that food, right? Not even to mention the health benefits and everything of not doing that. It's like a double whammy where, you know, you know, it's not good for you, but, you know, this immediate gratification is, is over, you know, is overriding what you know is, is best. Um, and so it's just like, it's really nice to, you know, if you can change your lifestyle around that, um, it's, it's different than saying, oh, I'm dieting for this month. I'm not eating anything like this. And then what's going to happen? Well, you've deprived yourself of something, you start craving it, and then it's, it's harder to maintain that consistency. Yeah.
Oh, dude, you know, I'm on West Coast time for an East Coast company. So I've got my whole day ahead of me, go for a run and uh, finish out this day. You know, hopefully doing some things that I love to do. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. Have a great one. Hey, thank you for watching today's episode. If you got something out of this, it would mean so much if you could just take a second and give us a rating on whatever platform you're watching it on. And it would mean so much to the world if you could just find one person that you think this message resonates with and you can share that with them. Thank you so much for your support. Looking forward to share the next episode with you.